Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode, which is episode 153, Five Tips for Getting Out of a Slump. And I can't tell you how many times I have been there, probably just like you as you're listening to this, saying, raising your hand, saying, yep, that's me, I'm in a slump, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, all the ways we find ourselves feeling like our feet are planted in quicksand or concrete, right? Like we have a really difficult time putting one foot in front of the other. We lack the motivation, right, to get ourselves out of this pit we find ourselves in. And it can be in relationships too, right? Like there's so many ways that we find ourselves in a slump. So this is not going to be directly correlated with any type of slump, you know, whether it's physical or mental, emotional, relational, anything like that. This is going to be a very general overarching episode about getting out of a slump, no matter what that slump is. And it's inspired by my coach, actually, who my it's she's actually my fitness and nutrition coach. I am a coach. I'm a grief coach, grief therapist, whatever you want to call me. I do energy healing work. But I'm someone who recognizes that I need support as well. And any coach or therapist or Anyone you choose to work with who doesn't themselves have a coach, um, not saying that's wrong or bad. I mean, I've, I've gone through phases where I didn't have a coach or a mentor or something like that. But in the areas of my life where I know I've needed support, I've sought it out. Um, I currently have a speaking coach. Uh, mentor and mentor. I and like I said, I just recently started with um, a nutrition and fitness coach, and it's pushed me beyond my comfort zone for sure. I am learning so much about food and reading labels and shifting my relationship with food, which stems from my childhood. Um, I can talk about that later in this podcast, um, not in this episode, but I think after I've been at it for a while, um, I'll share my experience with you all. But um, I just think these, what areas of your life could you use some mentoring or support or coaching? It's not wrong. It's not bad. It helps you grow. It gets you out of your comfort zone. It helps you to evolve and develop yourself. And really, I mean, the best version of yourself is the best version you give to others. And so I am one of my values is is growth. So that's, you know, me living out my value of, of personal growth or growth and development that's very important to me. And when I stop doing that, I will be dead. <laughs> so um, I'll get into values a little bit in this episode because that does play a role and what motivates us. Um, 
but this episode is a little bit about motivation versus determination and um, as well. And so I'm going to touch on a lot of different things here, but there will be six tips that I will provide you. Um, I think I said five, but I think I actually wrote a sixth one. So this is six tips for getting out of a slump. I'd like to start out talking about motivation. There are things that we do to get ourselves motivated. We may have grief over our body image. And so if we have grief over our body image, we might put pictures of the physique of people that we don't even know on our mirrors or in our lockers at work or in our cubicles or on our phones or places where we can see them to inspire us to keep going. We might not even know those people, right? But it's just a visual cue, like this is what I want, you know, it's and, you know, it can be effective and, um, you know, I suppose like manifestation and having, um, what do you call those boards, a vision board, so to speak. Or you can put a picture of yourself when you were younger. There are many people who do that too, like your younger self, you know, your slimmer, trimmer, healthier, fitter self, right? So that's another thing that people often can do to keep themselves motivated, right? But you're not the same person you used to be. And especially if you are a female and you've had children, you're definitely not going to have um, the same body composition and look that you did when you were 20. It's not going to happen, most likely. When I look back to after I had my third child and I was nursing her, uh, probably at 18 until 18 months. I was a photographer at the time and I had to go to Montana. It was quite a drive to get there and I had to quit nursing her cold turkey when she was 18 months to get to go photograph this wedding. And that I look back now at that time and that was probably one of the smallest I had ever been as a, as an adult. And um, I've had to let go of the fact that that is not what I will be like ever again, most likely. But the thing is, is I wasn't, was I healthy? You know, I, this is what I've learned too in my program is that you can be 140 pounds of softness, <laughs> or you can be 140 pounds of muscle, um, the body composition will be very different. And I, and this is where we focus so much on the scale. And that is the wrong caliber of, of health um, from what I've learned. And the least reliable resource that we have to gauge to gauge our health. So that's just one aspect of how we get ourselves motivated in terms of like, like physical, right? If we have grief over our physical bodies. Um, but motivation is fleeting, right? Like, how do you stay motivated to keep going at something, whether it's bettering your physical self or your mental health or your emotional relational um, aspects of your life? How do you keep motivated? Because motivated is quick. It's fleeting. It comes and goes. 
You can't rely on it. it it's exciting at the moment, um, and it lives in emotion. Whereas determination, when I think of determination, I think of grit, I think of power, I think of being a fighter, I think of not giving up, resilience. We can be motivated or we can be determined. And determination to me is when you have your mind set on something. And often for me, what I have had to do is put myself in the way of suffering. (laughs) I say suffering, but I mean really discomfort um, and challenge to prove to myself that I could do what it is that I thought I couldn't do. For example, I was 20 years old when I enlisted in the military. I was one of the oldest people at my basic training boot camp. You know, most people are like 18 when they, 17, 18 when they go to basic. Um, So I wasn't that much older, but I was not, I was not an athlete growing up. I had two left feet. I did not have the strength to do I barely squeaked out one push up and that's what you had to do in order to be accepted at um the military processing what they call it maps and so I squeaked out my one push up and by the end of uh basic training which was around 8 weeks I did my training at Fort Leonard Wood Missouri same place my dad had actually been for his um army training and I did the most push-ups of all the females by the end of my basic training, 72 and two minutes. Will I hit that again? Mm, I don't know. It is possible, I think, with this fitness and nutrition program I'm now doing, but uh, I didn't think it was ever possible for me. And so determination was what kept me going because there were plenty of other females and males, to be honest, that had to be recycled. Recycled meaning they start from the beginning and it could have been from an injury, but sometimes it was just because they could not pass the physical aspect. We did a two mile road march with 40 pound rucksack. I think it was, it might've been more than that. I can't even remember what the rucksack weight was, but that was grueling, I remember, but I did it. I finished. Um, but that was the greatest challenge for me physically that I have ever uh, put myself in. But I tell you what, it wasn't motivation that was keeping me going. Um, we need to regularly recognize our small wins and our strengths to keep us going and recognize what is going well and understand that there is no shame, that no one is motivated all of the time. And what I really have come to know is that determination has a really strong why. Why are you doing what you are doing? Why do you want to happen? Why do you want this thing to happen, happen, right? Like for me, getting out of my slump of my grief 
right? I had never really addressed it in my 40 plus years of life. And I was determined to figure out why I felt the way I felt. And I took action. And that's what we need to do. Determination leads us to taking action. If you are going to sit on your couch and wait to be motivated to get out of a slump, you're, you're going to wait for a very long time. With motivation, you're just going through the motion. So the first tip I would give is to not overwhelm yourself. When you feel overwhelmed in life, lighten up your goals and simplify. What's one thing you can do today or daily to get out of the slump? And add as you go day by day. You need to crawl before you walk, right? Second tip, lose the shame and the guilt. As we build our confidence, the shame and the guilt subside or lessen. And coming back to recognizing your wins and your strengths, think about what's going well. These are ways that we lessen the shame and the guilt. Not everybody gets it right the first time. You're going to fall. You're going to fail. You're going to feel like you failed. But there was a, my son wrestled when he was in elementary school, and there was um, a wrestling team that had a quote on the back of their T-shirts, and I've never forgotten it, and I'm, I probably am not going to say it exactly how it was on the shirt, but you don't fail. There's no such thing as failure. There's only learning. And that's absolutely true in the sport of wrestling, but it's true in the sport of life, right? We're going to be learning constantly. There's always something more to learn about ourselves, about each other, about our grief, about our physical capabilities, about our resilience. There is so much to learn. Life is the gift that keeps on giving in that regard. Three, share with a trusted loved one or a friend. Seek support and a cheerleader and maybe accountability if that's what you need. I know for me personally, I need accountability because I have zero executing strengths. I am someone who, okay, let's, let me come up with the plan and someone else execute it, right? Someone else, if there was, if I were to ever build an app, it would be, I would come up with the ideas, I would structure it out, someone else would execute. Um, I am the builder of things, of ideas, the builder of the ideas, but someone else does the executing. And so I know for myself that accountability is huge for me to keep myself in check and to recognize that probably more so of a cheerleader, right? And I think, again, this comes back to being our be- being our own cheerleader and how we do that is recognizing what is going well. What are we accomplishing? Um, and I think when you look for that trust in a loved one or a friend, 
maybe they'll have similar goals to you that you can hold each other accountable and be that support for one another. And if it's an area of your life where a friend or a family member is not the best person, say like when it comes to grief, for example, maybe that's where you bring someone like me into your life to help you support so to support you through those things as you work through those losses and the traumas that happened in your past that are probably weighing you down today that are contributing to this slump that you're in and that was the thing if i'm really connecting some dots here because connectedness is in my top five is a lot of my slumps were connected to grief in some respect in some way um Step uh, tip number four, be open to stepping outside of your comfort zone. Try something new. Don't have this all or nothing idea or mindset that, well, I tried that. So now this isn't going to work. I did that. That didn't work. Well, she tried that and that didn't work for her. So it's surely not going to work for me. We tell ourselves these stories even before we begin. You have to put yourself in the way of struggle and challenge sometimes in order to grow. And that means getting out of your comfort zone. That the moments I have done that in my life have been the most rewarding experiences of my life. Like I said, my military service, the basic training, deployment, um, becoming a parent, opening a business, writing a book, starting this podcast, so many things, applying for a job that I never should have probably gotten. (laughs) And I did. But I was open to learning something new. I was not coming in as a know-it-all. Like, I love to learn. And so I am always open to learning something new. My clients are always, are always teaching me something new about myself, too. Step Tip five. I keep saying steps, but there's, these are tips. Tip five. Set time aside to self-reflect. I cannot stress this enough that we are constantly going, 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 going. How do we ever possibly recognize what's going well? celebrate our wins if we don't pause long enough to acknowledge them. So at the end of the day, while you're driving, in the morning when the house is quiet, build it into your day as a habit, anchoring it in another behavior. So like I said, as you're driving, no music, no podcast, get out your voice recorder. There's voice memo apps that you can put on your phone. You can take notes in the notes app. Capture some thoughts. And it doesn't have to be long, 10 minutes. Just capture some thoughts of self, just self-reflect and capture those thoughts somehow in a post-it note, in a voice memo, uh, in your journal, in your planner, something. 
Because if we can look back, there is, I tell you this, like, so I use the Passion Planner. I absolutely love the Passion Planner. I will put a link to it in the show notes where you get a discount by using my link. But looking back at my wins and things that went well each week, when you do that at the end of the month, it's like, wow, a lot of things really did go well. Because we so easily focus on the negative. We so easily focus on what went wrong. It takes like five seconds of someone just saying the wrong thing and it spoils your entire day. It's like that one rot, that one moldy cherry tomato or the moldy cherry in the bowl or the rotten apple. It just spoils the whole bunch, right? So we have some say over that and how we can nip that in the bud is by pausing long enough to celebrate our wins and look at what went right and what's going well. So maybe you get get a cup of tea and you self-reflect. You drive and you self-reflect. You take a walk, you self-reflect. These can become moments in our day that become a habit. The sixth tip is clear your space. Declutter, throw, save, donate. I have a rule for myself that whenever I'm buying anything new, like new clothes, for example, stuff that I haven't, if I have not touched it in six months or a year or more, it goes. I need to get rid of it. In fact, I'm due for a purge (laughs) in my closet as we speak. And I do intend to do that. Um, But Decluttering, there's something about our space. When we feel feel overwhelmed in our life and we leave the house in the morning and we go about our day and we go to work and we do all these things and we pick up the kids and go grocery shopping and then we come home and we're in a space of clutter, that is not relaxing. How do you relax? You can't. And if life itself, if all the the rat race of life and your schedule is overwhelming, maybe you got to look at your schedule. But if that aspect of your life is really full and you don't know where to start in that part of your life, the things that you do for others and, you know, being the CEO of the family, if, if that's you, then start with your space. That's what you can start with. And I'm telling you, when you come home and you're able to actually relax, that will translate into your day. Trust me. You know, life is hard at times, but we often are our own worst enemies, only making life feel harder. How about we get back to the basics, slow down our minds, reevaluate our schedules, and take a hard look at our priorities, which if your life isn't aligning with your values, you are making your life harder for yourself than it needs to be. Did you like this episode? Five tips, six tips, excuse me, for getting out of a slump. If you found it helpful and you liked it, please share it. Leave a review. It takes five seconds and it helps the show reach more hurting hearts and keeps my determination going in helping humanity 
talk about grief like we talk about the weather. Until next time, when you unleash your heart, you unleash your life. Much love.